Hello guys and welcome back to the 15th episode of the Online Trainer Show. I'm your host Jack Gad and today I'm joined by Pro Natural Bodybuilder, um, founder of Team 3DMJ which is undoubtedly one of the best natural bodybuilding contest prep services out there. Um, I'm joined by Alberto Nunez who is obviously one of the founding members. He's been around in the industry for a fair few years now so you're going to be able to take away tons from this podcast. As always, I learned a lot um, and I'm confident that you guys listening will as well. So make sure to go check out all of Alberto's links that are in the links to this podcast. And also, if you want to go and check out our free Facebook group called the Online Trainer Society, we post in there regular. We also have a free ebook in there as well. So you can grab that by joining the group. So hope you uh, enjoy the podcast and we will see you in the next one. Right, guys, welcome back to the Online Trainer Show. So in today's episode, which is episode 15 of the podcast, we have on Alberto Nunez. And for anyone that doesn't know, Alberto Nunez is a pro-natural bodybuilder, one of the original founders of Team 3DMJ, which is undoubtedly probably the, the most recognized natural bodybuilding prep service and information service out there at the minute. Um, so we're honored to have you on today, Alberto. How are you doing? How's your day going? Oh, fantastic, man. It's Friday. If I get my work done, my online coaching work done at a reasonable time, I get to go out and have some fun later today. So yeah. that's the goal today, man, to crush it. Yeah. So that, um, yeah, Ton- it never works out that way, though. Yeah, tons of programming <laughs> to do today, have you? <laughs> yeah, actually, Friday is my programming day. It's yeah, my so- day where minimal client interaction and more than anything just yeah. me and the, the excel sheets yeah so. head buried in excel spreadsheets for hours and hours and hours <laughs> yeah I, I love that part though that's probably my favorite part is just me and some excel and and yeah. getting lost in that and and then way too much time has gone by but yeah that's, that's probably a good sign <laughs> cool awesome so let's kick off and let's just tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself about Kind of your journey to where you are obviously today like in regards to the 3dmj getting into coaching like just a little bit about the journey itself so far all right um so i guess to start off is like how we how did we get into this world um it's back in 1999 um and prior to this this uh, athletic endeavor i'd done every sport i could and um, I mean, like my parents didn't really, they were very pro academia, so they didn't necessarily understand why sports were important. So I would like sign myself up for things without them knowing it. That's how <laughs> I did it. Um, but then there was this like lifting weight thing that it seems like all, it seemed like all young men were into. Yeah. I didn't get, I didn't understand like the, the, the want and drive to be muscular, to be honest. Like I never, I'm like, I'm like I thought I looked fine. I was skinny. People tell me I'm way too thin, but I didn't really see it. Um, but Got into a gym. It got into the gym simply because I wanted to hang out with a friend who he wanted to get into the gym. So yeah. and it was like it's like love at first rep. I can I had never felt anything that felt so so appropriate. Yeah. And uh, I was good at it, but relative to my other sports, I wasn't nearly as good. Whereas like the other ones, I'd just show up and I'd do my thing. Whereas like with this one, I'd see it's like okay, shoot, I missed two days last week, and that's why I'm kind of sucking today. Yeah. Um. So. I enjoyed that feed, the feedback, the fact that, like, to a certain extent, what I got, what I put into it is what I got. Um, yeah, and it just ended up becoming, like, basically, like, my life. Like, I couldn't get enough of it, like, from that point forward. Um, and uh, and then finally, I think, yeah, there was uh, one year where a uh, stress fracture in my foot just wouldn't heal. Yeah. So track was over. 
Uh, so it's just full-time this, and then it really took off because I needed a competitive direction. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just got in too deep. And by the time it was 2007, I found myself on the stage for the first time. Uh, my first show, um, it was actually Eric Helms' first show, who's yeah. one of my colleagues at 3D Muscle Journey. It was his first show, first time we had met. We had been talking online through bodybuilding.com forums up until that point. Uh, and I guess you could say that was the instant. Like, we had no idea all this was going to take place after that. Just, I thought I knew another fellow weirdo that was at relatively close distance to yeah. me. I was like, that was cool enough. But ended up making a lifelong friend out of that um, business partner. And uh, eventually, 3D Muscle Journey started in 2009. We, we ran into Jeff Alberts a few years later. Yeah. Uh, and then Brad Loomis the year mm -hmm. before. Um and they didn't really understand, like, oh, hold up. Because we all had different things that we offered. And we're like, you know what? If we combine our powers, we can make this place, yeah. this bodybuilding world, a better place. Um, but it was so abstract. Because not everyone, no one was really doing that. We had Lane Norton and Dr. Joe. Yeah. And then, like, after that, like, the whole idea of, you know, being an online like, bodybuilding consultant, mm. just way out there. Uh, but here we are, man. It's It's been nearly a decade and I like to joke around that, but we really are this good, though. Like, that if, uh, for some reason, like, we found some alien life form out there and they challenged us to a bodybuilding competition for, you know, for the sake of, you know, the the universe that, you know, the president would call through you muscle journey and be yeah. like, we need you guys. Um, so, yeah, we work with drug-free bodybuilders, drug-free strength athletes, mm -hmm. which... Man, so much more harder when they're drug free, right? Because you have to get the stuff right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, a decade into this, and now online coaching isn't like this isn't a weird thing anymore. You know, no, it's, it's, it's it's probably becoming more common than being a PT in the gym. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where that's where PTs want to end up eventually. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. quite often is what you will hear. Yeah. So just backtrack a little bit about obviously finding three DMJ. Like, how did you sort of obviously with Eric sort of say? let's do this was it just you were both coaching clients at the time and you sort of just merged together or were you not coaching at all um before kind of finding the 3 dmj um well i guess like in hindsight i was always coaching a little bit in yeah. some ways um i give at least within like my own gym i personally like built up a reputation for knowing a little bit more than the average person so yeah. and to me it was always like fun to yeah, you know, just like write something out, give it to a person, and if they adhered at that point, that's how it was. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. Um, to see that manifest itself into something, um, so I I got a kick out of that. I had a bunch of uh, the homies at the gyms, like on, on programs. Eric was a personal trainer. Um, Jeff um, was not. Jeff was he worked at an auto plant at the time, um, but he had a crap ton of experience. Mm -hmm. um, and then Brad. Um, medical background and then also he was a personal trainer so um yeah we all were actively yeah, just learners and i think that's that's super important if you eventually want to teach others how to do it right yeah. um but no we 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 eric was the closest thing to it brad owned a gym but he was in a full-time pt eric was a full-time pt um and i was just a gym rat that just couldn't get enough of this stuff yeah and then it kind of just formed from there. It was just like let's let's just do this and uh, obviously take it where it needs to. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely Eric and I with the vision because like the old the two old men were like, what like how okay yeah we're humored I guess you yeah. Know? Um, 
but uh but again the, the biggest thing is we just we got so fortunate we ran into a collection of people who were good people uh, often you know friendships and business and it's, it's hard to make, make those things mesh yeah uh but we have and, and like here we are a decade in and i think we're, we're stronger than ever both as as just you know at a personal level and then also you know as as, as a company so yeah. mm-hmm. it was we got so fortunate like there's no other way of putting it yeah I, just like a little bit about obviously like coaches perhaps forming together like do you think other coaches should look to join forces at some point if they're like let's just say you've got two coaches that are both kind of killing it do you think merging together would perhaps create this stronger profile like obviously with 3dmj because i don't see that often obviously obviously with 3dmj yeah. like you guys have done that but i don't see many coaches who are obviously in the top level game who then merge with others yeah, yeah, I think, and when you have a team, it's always, you could always do a, a little bit more. Yeah, and sure. everyone kind of brings their own thing to, to the squad. Um, so ideally, like, I think that's that's probably the best way of doing anything. Mm. Um, however, uh, it's hard to find people who, yeah. you know, like fit the criteria of what you need that uh, uh, you, you, you connect with and, and that you guys at the end have a very, very like, similar mission statement. Yeah. Um, so that's why, I mean, I'm like, wow, that actually happened when I really stop and think about it. But um, ideally, I think that's that's the best way. I mean, and now we have uh, we have a team. Like yeah. we brought on Andrea, who, mm-hmm. you know, she, she definitely helps athletes out as well. But she specializes in, uh, you know, bringing us to that new era of, of, uh, of like marketing and, and giving us a smoother way of, of, uh, of dispensing information. Yeah. So she's been ideal with that. Like she's like, none of us had that skill set. Um, and then we also have a registered dietitian on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to hire a few more, uh, positions really soon here. So yeah. that's, I think that should be the natural evolution of, um, of any companies to eventually, Hey, scout for talent, bring in the right people. You're only going to get better. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, it's awesome to hear that because I think, like you said, it's the natural kind of evolution of once you've kind of got yourself established, then to start taking more people on to kind of help you and grow grow a team that fits with your values. So, yeah, that's cool. So, let's obviously you've been coaching now for obviously well over ten years, so you know a thing or two about building relationships with clients. Like, what's the main thing you do to really kind of kind of I guess mold that relationship from the from this from the get-go because that's 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 one thing I think a lot of coaches listening to this will want to know from you because obviously you've you've been coaching for such a long time now that you're obviously very good at it. <laughs> well I think a huge error when it comes to the interactional common error that I see is that you know, coaches know what they know and they kind of assume that that's enough and that the client's going to come to them and that the client's going to basically mold themselves to whatever the coaches, you know, um, like you, I'm sure you, you see this is like you, you scan through say the IGs and like, you're like this coach, this is so the way he is. This mm-hmm. is this guy. This is so the way he is. Um, you know, this guy's this, this guy's that, um, when I think it should be the other way around, I think, one thing that a good coach does is, is is you're able to, yes, you have your principles and you know how stuff works, but how you relay, the, relay them over to, to a person, how you um, create an environment where you can do all those things, 
well, it's it's up to the coach to basically, um, yeah, make themselves a little bit more like the athlete instead of the other way around. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's that's one thing that I definitely take into consideration. You know, as I go through just the athletes that I've, I've talked to briefly this morning. Is it? I yeah, I talk to every one of them very differently because mm-hmm. they're different people, different yeah. backgrounds, different cultures, different ages. Um, different perspectives and different reasons for doing all this. So that's how, that's how I go about communicating with them. And I think that's those soft skills. I mean, that's one of the most important things that you can, you can develop as, especially an online coach when, yeah. you know, you're not there face to face most of the time. Yeah. So really kind of like adapting to, to each person individually based on kind yeah. of what you feel like they're going to respond to best and everything. Yeah. 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 Would you say you no, do anything absolutely. specifically to kind of build like long-term relationships, like with clients who want to stay with you for more than like say just a contest prep period, like for mm. kind of like years and years as such? Mm. No, you know it's 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 if you if you take care of um, what I previously mentioned, it just kind of organically forms, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, I, I've I've like sometimes athletes, I'm like, you're giving me way too much praise for whatever sort of interaction we do have. Um, but I stop and think about like the impact that, you know, coaches have had in like my own life. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like, um, you're like a, a mentor. And especially when it comes to like this sport that kind of leaks into other parts of your life, um, you know, as you help guide them through that and, and make everything kind of work and flow together. Uh, I can see why at the end they're like, hey, I'm really grateful for what you've done. You've changed my life because, yes, it's just, you know, it's just body recomp or or, or, or strength gains that we're after. But at the same time, because um, it conflicts with so many of the other things we do, um, you impact them in ways outside of just yeah, yeah. their training and the results. I agree massively. Yeah, you have a massive impact on their other life as well, of just, just their gym life as well. So. Yeah, I agree. With yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a coach that was been kind of like, you know, done that for you? Yeah. 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 My coach that I first ever sort of um, came on board with massively impacted my life in terms of what I do now, actually, because before I was getting coached, like, I wasn't actually coaching people online. And then sort mm-hmm. of three years after I first went with this coach, I'm now helping others. So, yeah, he had a huge impact on my life when I think about it now. That's uh gives me a little bit of realization actually. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm sure in hindsight now now you can kind of look back at you know some of the things that he did for you and yeah. it's like oh yeah mm-hmm. that was it's pretty gnarly of him right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about clients and um, possibly being a little bit unmotivated. So how do you deal with clients who potentially feel unmotivated um, or not as motivated as they were at the start? Um, like they might go through a phase where things aren't going well. Um, maybe like home life might be getting in the way. Like how, how would you kind of deal with that kind of situation as a, as a coach? Cause I'm sure there's many coaches listening to this that do have that come up. Um, they may be stuck on what to do. Yeah. Um, that's less likely to happen or affect you if you're doing this for, for the right reasons, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I just, I recall that my focus really shifted when like 
or or how I approached this really changed when it went from um, training so that I can accessorize my body with these muscles uh, to when it went like to like hey this is like just this is an athletic endeavor and um, and I'm I'm here for the challenge and to you know to come on you know come out on top um, two very different perspectives two very different reasons for doing it and I think when I the latter was was the uh, the reason I was going to the gym and, you know, sacrificing what I needed to, or at least it feels like that sometimes, right? Um, it was a lot easier to stick to it. So um, one thing you will get is, is like, as you get better and as a coach and, you know, you build up a reputation for doing good work, you'll have more people come to you that, that kind of are doing it for, I guess I'll say the the right reasons, yeah. uh, right? Um so that in itself, that, that, that'll that help you immensely so you don't have to deal with that yeah, as, as uh-huh. frequently. Um, but uh, I would say that regardless, even if you're, you, know, you have those athletes that are, you know, their, their reasons are more internal, um, you're still going to run into those droughts where it's like, you know what, I'm not, not feeling this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just being okay with that is the huge part. It's just being okay with that. And it's like, Hey, when you're prepping and you're hungry, it's like, yeah, you, you want to, you know, you want to eat that thing, but you can't because it conflicts with your long-term plan and, yeah. and what you want the most, most of the time. Um, so I, I honestly, the, the biggest thing is just letting all athletes know, regardless of level, because especially sometimes a super, super high level guys, when they're like, man, I've been slumping for six months. Like they feel like there's, something really wrong with him and, and letting people know that no that thing goes it's up and down all the time um it it, it really is like i'm i wouldn't say i'm motivated all the time but mm-hmm. it's that long-term goal that you know that keeps me in the game so yeah just yeah bring it up to athletes like hey you're normal everyone feels like that and if they, they tell you they don't that they're lying to you yeah 100 <laughs> percent. everyone gets unmotivated sometimes and like you said athletes do as well uh you'll have peaks where people will have amazing results and then a period where they might just be staying the same yeah. like it's, it's always going to have but you said like the long-term goal as long as we're looking forward to that that's what we've got to, that's what we've got to look forward to so, i've had i've had streaks where i've been killing it at the gym but i just don't like care yeah so it's, it's funny how that works you know it's yeah. just, it just it just happens and you just gotta got endure it yeah for sure cool so let's talk about a little bit about the client itself and the programming for them um first of all and ask like do you have any different approaches for more of a i guess a, ge- a general population client over a contest prep client um like is there anything different that you would do specifically for those hmm. it's crazy because when i guess you just like you know how stuff works mm. um you know basically it's it's um it's just like the same rules apply to everyone and you just turn up the volume dials to whatever the client needs. Yeah. Um, and like, to me, that's why like sometimes I'll hear like coaches who work with more of a general population. Uh, um, yeah, I will, I will hear what they say and I'm like, man, you're so like mistaken and off, but that's just because I understand the big picture. So I feel like anything below contest prep, like I can do, Uh you know, um, 
or anything below like advanced levels of strength or advanced levels of, of, of muscle gain. Because when you think about it, everyone that goes to the gym, like that's basically what they want. You know, it's like whatever a bodybuilder is getting, say, out of a contest prep, is like they want that, but they don't want to go to the highest floor. They, you know, like, you know, the 10th floor is okay or something like that. And this like majestic skyscraper of effort. Um, so, um, so no, I'd say learn how stuff works. Cause if you know how stuff works, you will be able to work with almost anyone, regardless of, of their goal, especially, yeah. especially when it comes to the body recom stuff. Cause like, what does a bodybuilder do? Like compared to say my mother, is it like my mom wants to gain muscle too. It's just, we're kind of capping it here. Uh, and then in regards to fat loss, yes, she wants to lose fat, but it's only up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all the same rules. It's like the exact same rules. And, and it's just, you just decide how far you want to take it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, know how stuff works. If you know how stuff works, you're going to be able to work with just about anything. Uh, and even if, especially early on, you might get some tasks. You're like, man, this slightly exceeds what are my, my, my current capabilities. But if yeah. you know how stuff works, you will be able to adapt and, 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 and still do some good work. Yeah. So just basically the, the general kind of thing is adapting for each person and, and knowing how to do it. So it doesn't get to that point where you're unsure as such. Yeah. It's within the same principles, the exact same principles. If you yeah. look at Eric's uh, muscle and uh, strength pyramid, it's mm. like, guess what? Those apply to everyone. Everybody. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So when it comes to this question was asked in our Facebook group earlier um, from someone who's obviously specifically wanting to know, how do you tackle programming for each client? So is it something which you'll spend hours and hours and hours doing? Or is it simple kind of updates when they get to their kind of end of their mesocycle? Um, Kind of like just talk a little bit about that because we have a few people like obviously listening to the show and new coaches that come on board that are coaching more intermediate and advanced athletes. Um, so it'd be interesting to know kind of like how you do tend to tackle your programming for each client. So I'm, I'm guessing they want to know how do I create from scratch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, man, that's, that's hard because you start from nothing with everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, you start from nothing. Um, I'd say that probably the not, not the newest skill, but probably the one that that took the longest to to really learn to put together. Because I want people to leave with something here that that they can actually run with. Um, sometimes when you know how stuff works, uh, you know enough. You want to throw everything in one program. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a huge mistake, you know? Um, it's like all these things that I know can contribute to our cause, I just want to throw them all in, and you can't do that. Like That's yeah. one of the first rules is, is you have a situation, you know what you want to do with it, but like, it's like, oh, hold up, like we eventually can go through everything, but right now, like we, you know, it's, you can't do that. It's going to be a weird and overwhelming, like, training block. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. It's like, yeah, you know all this, but you don't have to use everything at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that one. And then now that, you know, you know how stuff works, um, you have all the stuff that is going to drive the changes this person lo- is looking for in place. The next thing would be, how do I keep them engaged? Mm. Because 
it takes a while before an athlete's like, you know what? Like that old saying that bodybuilders like you hear them say frequently say often is like, oh, I'll eat dog poop if that's what it takes, right? <laughs> uh, it takes a while for a person to get to that point, you know, where you know progress is so hard to come by that like legitimately whatever it is they find the most fun and engagement when they're progressing. Yeah. But it takes a while for most folks to get there. And intermediates, for example, they can get there in a number of different ways, and they're mm-hmm. going to be taking steps forwards almost regardless. So. With those people, you want to yeah do all the things that you feel are optimal, but at the same time, you want to be able to include things in there that they just find fun and engaging. Yeah. So that is an art. Is like okay, something that makes sense, but guess what? This person enjoys as yeah, well. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense because I think as coaches, we we can tend to get overwhelmed by all of the new studies coming in um all of the new special mm-hmm. techniques and you want to put it all in a program when like you said just kind of giving a little bit of something and making sure that it's still fun is probably the best way to tackle your programming um that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah because i've been guilty of all those like you know hey this is what works so this is what we're going to do you know yeah. never mind your fun or i've just learned all these things here we go. Like this <laughs> yeah. has like wings and horns and you know, like webbed feet. Yeah. No, it's every, every set is a giant set with a super set. <laughs> You'll yeah. get in everything. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So, like, let's talk about like, do you have any kind of like non-negotiables when a client comes on board um, that you have that they have to have in place to be able to work with you? And would you say that? coaches should have these things in place as well um when it comes to taking new people on Hmm. um i like to have a certain level of athlete buy-in yeah sure um yeah because i never i get this all the time like i will i will get a direct message from someone and they're asking me about what their coach is doing with them and i'm like so why did you why did you invest in this if, if, if you are, you know, questioning everything they, you know, it's like you, you I, I hope that before someone gets to me, um, they've done their research and they're like, okay, I trust this person with my situation so that I can kind of, to a certain extent, just get out of their way and let them work. Um, so that's, that's a huge one. It's like, I want, I want my athletes to have been like well-researched when it comes to like why they're hiring me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Secondly, we have to be on board with like the principles that make things move. So I will make them go through the muscle and strength pyramids. That's okay. like, okay, yeah. like before the first month is over, you need to go through all this because yeah. you have some unlearning and learning to do most yeah. likely. Um, so those are the two, the two like, main things I want. I want them to know exactly why they're hiring me. And I want them to ha- I want to have their full trust until proven otherwise. And, and I hope not. I hope that's not the case. And then, yeah, like let's get on the same page on like why we're doing what we're doing because um, you'll be able to put in more effort into a program that, as you look at it, you're able to scan and see all these principles that we you know, we went over, and, and you're like, okay, I know why that's there, and I know why I must work hard yeah. or only work this hard. So those are the two main things. Yeah. No, I think that's the, a good. A good two things to have in place for sure is I think definitely as well with the learning element um, I really like that because they're obviously going to come away from the coaching service if they do with the knowledge to be able to then go and do whatever they need to do for themselves mm-hmm. in the long run um, and I, I'm guessing for you as a coach that's probably very um, very nice to see if someone has made progress after 
they've stopped coaching with you? I'm guessing that's yeah. something that you really like to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, absolutely. But then sometimes there's also those cases where it's like, I, I thought I taught this person well. And, and because like, <laughs> one of, uh, one of the things that, you know, as, as I'm coaching someone is I want them to like not be duped. Cause that's the one thing about the fitness industry, man. Well, yeah. they'll get people. And sometimes I'm like, oh, man, they gotcha. You know? So I'm trying to avoid and have as few of those moments where I'm like, man, like my dude is, you know, I don't know. He's controlling his concentrics. Why is he doing that? You know, like, you know, like, yeah, things like that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> cool. So obviously like we're, with 2017, 2018, like Instagram, online coaching, it's sort of kind of, it's erupted really. Um, looking from me looking in, how do you separate yourself now? as a coach on social media through your content like what are you doing differently that perhaps other coaches aren't um when it comes to that mm. um man there's different levels of that um I, I i guess to start um you gotta know your stuff like there's no way around that um there's been a lot of uh online coaching like certifications that yeah. have been going around some really good uh some i feel focused too much on the marketing aspect and not enough on the nuts and bolts yeah. of you know getting people actual results because okay let's just say you took something where hey you know how to plaster your name on all the billboards but you're not very good at your job that's not going to last very long yeah, you might yeah. fish in a few people but mm -hmm. eventually people will yeah, you, you won't get your people the results they, they wanted, right? Um, so, yes, you have to know your stuff. And there's a few certifications um, that I, I, I feel do that. Uh, JPS has one. Uh, Shredded by Science yeah. has one. Um, and those are fantastic in regards to, like, broadening the mm -hmm. uh, trainer's toolbox. Um, so, let, yeah, let's just say you got that all in place. You have your fundamentals down and then some. I think the next thing is going to be... Um, yeah, learning to um, differentiate yourself from other people via um, honestly just being yourself, like giving, um, you know, being relatable to your people. I think that is that is huge. Yeah. And I think deep inside people can kind of tell when it's kind of a facade and it's not really you and it's just something that you do to, you know, look extra hardcore or look extra holistic or whatever it might be. So be yourself. I think that's, that's a... That's or, or take parts of yourself that, um, you know, showcasing them will make you more relatable to to people because you can try to be someone else, but you're going to suck at that relative to just being who you are. Yeah. Um, so we got that bit. And then I'd say the next thing is there's like two levels of dispensing information. I think one, you are. I don't want to use a word regurgitating, but it's stuff that's already out there and you're just making it more clear and comprehensive yeah. for, you know, for other folks. And I think that is a good place to start. That is a great place to start where it's like, okay, you know, Eric Helm said this, Mike Isretel said this, but you know what, let me make it, let me put it together in a way where I think more people can yeah. benefit from this mm -hmm. great information. Um, so you have that. And then I think the next level, and this is where eventually you want to get to is where you can just like create 
like you are the person that, oh my God, like this is a brand new concept. Um, that is when, when you get to that point, that is when I think you've, you've really made it. But before you get to that point, you have to be, yeah, I guess the regurgitator of yeah. sorts, because as you're doing that, as you're taking something that, um, Brian Miner said, and you know, you are going to redistribute that information as you're going through it, you're critically, you should be critically thinking as you read that and, and like, you know, looking for gaps and looking for ways that we can do this a bit better or may really make this concept come to life. And that's how you eventually start to create new things that no one's ever heard of before. So, so, uh, yeah, I guess in, in, in that order, know your nuts and bolts, like be yourself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then finally, um, yeah, learn to distribute content and be clear and comprehensive with it, and then eventually just learn to create your own stuff from scratch. Yeah, no, that's that's you couldn't have, couldn't have put that perfectly better. That's brilliant. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, what advice would you give to someone perhaps that might be looking to start online training? So, for example, they're now PT and in a gym. Um, they want to step away from doing so many sessions and they want to start online training. Like, what piece of advice would you give to someone looking to do that? Hmm. Yeah, I'd say just start small. Um, trying to think here. Yeah, start start small. Um, and uh, you know what? I would even go as as far as saying since it, it is different from training someone in person, that you know pro bono work is not a bad thing. Both yeah. parties win. You know, uh, um, you know you help someone out, and they're going to help you out by being by by being the guinea pig, right? Um, so I think some pro bono work early on is probably not a bad idea. Yeah. And, and only taking on situations that, you know, you feel comfortable with. Yeah, every once in a while you should take on something that, you know, you're, you're like, you know, this kind of exceeds my current capabilities, but not by that much. I think I can figure this out as I go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, some pro bono work is, like I did quite a bit of that early on, yeah. a lot of that early on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like help, we just helping kind of friends and people that just wanted to mm -hmm. maybe just put on a bit of muscle and just kind of getting some testimonials together and showing that you could exactly. do, you could do what you wanted to do um, before you obviously started taking people on and charging them for it. Yeah, my my first uh, full contest prep athlete because I was like, man, that's that's different. Now I'm working with a deadline, you know, uh, and it's a deadline, and I'm trying to emaciate this person. I get them to the point where they have no body fat. Like, I don't feel super confident about this, but um, I'm like, you know what, but this kid's going to go the wrong direction without me. So yeah. I know I can do at least better than that. Um, so I just told him, hey, let's do this. It'll be free. Yeah. And you just got to say that I helped you. Yeah. <laughs> when you post up your picture, remember, remember to tag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was way back in 2008. Yeah. That, yeah. That was your first contest prep athlete, was it? That was my first, yeah, yeah. prep athlete. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, he actually he actually won WMBF Worlds recently. So oh really? Who who was that? Yeah, uh, Brett Freeman. Oh okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. so funny. Like it goes back that sort of far, and that like, he's won the worlds recently as well. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. So if if you were to start coaching now in 2018, what would you do to kind of obviously get your foot in the door? Because obviously right now there's many coaches that are starting to look mm. to come into this world, which potentially from the outside looking in can look saturated with so many people mm -hmm. trying to do it so what would you do now to really kind of get your foot in the door and, and and get get going with it yeah that's 
man, that's something I still feel I, 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 I take for granted because, man, I got a good when it comes to that right now. Like, we've had three-year waiting list at yeah. some point. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, and even now, it's like we we don't even announce that we have spots often. Mm. We just put it up on the website, and if someone happens to check, it's there. Like, that's 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 where it's at. Yeah. But that was earned. That was definitely earned like, to get to that point. Yeah. But it didn't know it wasn't always that way. Oh my God, it was not that way. I think um, so. Our first like f- efficient method was um, we were a site that just dispensed information. Like that's all we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually we're like, okay, so we want to take this and we want to actually like coach. Um, that was that was the next step. Uh, we were reporting bodybuilding shows and dispensing information. That's that's what we were doing. Um, so what we did is we had the sponsored athlete contest. Um, and I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, putting that out there. We got something like 70 applications over the course of two months. Um, and they were, we took them as leads basically. That's yeah. how they were. So yeah. after we picked our, our athletes, we gave everyone like, okay, so for applying, you have this discounted rate. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think we, we maybe signed up 10 out of all of those at the end. Um, so, um, I guess what I'm hinting at is like, hey, it kind of works back to like that that what I what I went over in regards to like what you can do to make yourself stand out uh, is like we started out as an information website, so give yourself some value, like yeah. put some stuff out there. I think that is huge. Um, the I love it because the way this economy kind of works uh, is that the more you give, is the more you get, mm-hmm. and I love it when ever we are putting out stuff now, and people are like, wow, I can't believe this is free. Uh, I'm like, okay, that's exactly where you want to be. That's yeah. exactly where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you want to put out as much good content as possible. And again, like initially, it might be stuff that you know it's someone else's stuff, but you're you know you're not plagiarizing, but you're taking these concepts that you learn from Brad Schoenfeld, that you look from learn from Eric Helms, and you're reformulating them so that they you know make more sense to yeah. maybe your exact demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, or just taking the time to engage with people when it comes to these concepts. You know, sometimes these folks don't have the ability to. So, yeah, giving yourself some value, I think, is super, super important. Giving to the point where you're like, man, I feel like this is too much and I don't really have any more to give. Uh, I think that's that's a wonderful place to start. Um, and kind of like we did, we started with free. Like that contest, that, that sponsored athlete thing was pro bono work. Yeah, yeah. So, so do some free work. Um Put out as much content as you can, and you do that long enough, there'll be some frustrating points, but eventually it will get to the point where you'll have a good rotation of athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would be, no one really does that. Usually people start off the other way, yeah. or every once in a while you'll get a lucky person that, you know, you know maybe they, they won, they picked the right parents, right? So they look the part, and then they just get folks, but those people don't last. No. Um, they don't last. So, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, give stuff away for free, and then people are gonna wanna, you know, give you their money. Yeah, in time. Yeah, that's it. You you give people your best free information, and people then wanna pay for what you're really gonna get, which is the coaching mm-hmm. from you. So yeah, that's kind of like one of the big things we do kind of preach here um, at the online fitness business is giving away your best content, um, not being afraid to do it because people will naturally then warm towards you as a coach. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, there's a few worlds outside of this that I kind of frequent where I'm like a total noob 
and who I end up investing in, like, like even without knowing, are the people I'm like, wow, yeah, this has been very helpful. This has been very useful. I think I want to take this person's online seminar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. You, you, when you think about it now, when you like watch adverts or watch or like you say, listen to someone, if they've put out something in the past and you've really related to it, you tend to buy from them again in the future because Absolutely. they're the go-to person. Um, and if you're a new coach who is starting out, be that go-to person. So <laughs> yeah, simple yeah. Way to put it. yeah. Uh, there's so many ways to give now. That's the best. You know, there's yeah. so many ways to give. When I first started, there wasn't any ways to give information yeah. out mm -hmm. so yeah awesome cool so uh, obviously i don't want to keep you for too long so just to kind of wrap up like where is the best kind of place to obviously find more about yourself and uh team 3d muscle journey so obviously it's probably the websites but where's the best place yeah so 3d muscle journey.com that's our website we have uh through there you can find our um our blog um our podcast uh, we have uh, our 3D Muscle Journey Vault, which is a combination of uh, free and not free courses. Mm -hmm. uh, that is slowly going to build up over time. Yeah. Um, is there any courses in there about growing online coaching at all, or is it just specifically more around training uh, and nutrition? No, but that might be something we, we yeah. get into. Um, I'm not a business person per se, yeah. but like you, you've been here long enough, you just start to see trends and yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I can always tell, like, when someone's doing something wrong, like from yeah, the outside, yeah. like, oh my god, poor bloke, right? Um, so, so yeah, that might be a good idea. I'm actually gonna bring that up. We're, we're actually meeting up next month in in Austin, uh, just like our yearly powwow. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, hey, you know what? Well, something that we can actually speak on, and I think it would help people, yeah. uh, both consumers and, and producers. Um, so. Yeah, 3dmusclejourney.com. I tend to be the most active on uh, on Instagram. Yeah. That's where I will, uh, every once in a while, when I'm in the mood, I'll go through just like way too many slides on the story. Um, and um, and um, and yeah, our YouTube channel as well. Our YouTube channel has got some pretty good stuff, both new and old. Mm -hmm. um, um, but but namely the website. If you go through our website, you'll be able to find all the latest things that we do there. Like for example, this podcast will be on that website, yeah. and uh, best way to keep up with all the things that, that we are doing. Mm -hmm. Awesome, cool. So what what we'll also do for any listeners listening, all of the Team Three D Muscle Journey notes will be in the podcast notes as well. So if you do want to go and check out any of the stuff, or specifically go and see Alberto's instagram page then that will be there as well so yeah appreciate you coming on massively the trainers are going to be able to learn a lot from that podcast um, i certainly learned a lot especially kind of the more advanced intermediate people i take on um, i'm learning a lot more from advanced coaches so it really does help me in that mm -hmm. field as well so really do appreciate you coming on hey thank you for having me dude we rocked it man i think people will get a lot from this one yeah so. definitely for sure so Thank you again for coming on. And that concludes episode 15 of the online trainer show. So we will put this one up very, very soon and we'll see you in the next podcast. Cheers guys.